With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday morning to each and every one of you. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and being glad in it. I am Apostle Rose White, and we are here today for our morning manor broadcast being brought to you through TalkShoe and hosted by the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. We want to thank each and every one of you for thinking it not robbery to join us here on this morning to command our morning and to give God the first fruit of our day. We are excited because it's a new day, a day that is full of brand new mercies. And so we come with expectation and with a heart full of anticipation of the Lord speaking to our heart. This is that time when we come together every weekday morning to sit at the king's table, to sup at his table and to receive that fresh morning manna, that manna that will sustain us and keep us for the entire day. So I pray that you have come with your Bible, that you've got your pad, you've got a pen ready to take notes because there is much and many nuggets that the Lord has been downloading and giving into our spirit man that we might receive and live. Amen. And so at this time, I would like to ask for all of those that may be new, and let me just quickly say to all of those that are here new for the very first time, God bless you. We want to welcome you this day, and I pray that this will be a special worship uh, a service for you on this morning. But we do ask that everyone, um, if this is your first time, please go ahead and mute your phone lines. We do know that this is holiday time, and a lot of times families are home, kids are out of school. But just in case you might have uh, or be in a place where there's some background noise, background music or talking, or you may be even preparing for work or a spouse, please mute your phone lines. You're able to do that by pressing the star six keys on your phone's keypad. If you've got a mute button, you can go ahead and press that as well. Also, if you are using a wireless device, a Bluetooth device, we ask that you would turn the volume down. This will prevent any form of static feedback. So far, we have truly been blessed this year with not a lot of static feedback. But just in case, we want to make sure that the line stays clear so that we can hear everything that the Lord would have for us. Amen. And so with that said, this morning um, looks like, you know, we're going to just go forth and do the entire program on today. And we understand that many of our members um, that are part of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, many are on vacation, many are out of the country, many are away, and many that are have family members and just in a place where they're not able to fully participate. So if you just bear with me this morning, we're going to get through this entire day doing and continuing to do what thus saith the Lord. Amen? And so I'm going to start off this morning by giving our word for today, um, and then we're going to have just a little short song, um, and then our scripture reading is coming this morning from Solomon chapter 5, and we're going to be reading verses 9 through 16 to complete the entire fifth chapter of Solomon. Amen. And so our word for today is Beloved Tuesday. There has never been one who has loved us, helped us, defended us, corrected us, or shielded us like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is ours and we are his on this Beloved Tuesday. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want to sing a little song before we get ready to read this particular um, chapter because it just went so hand in hand. And as I was reading and studying this morning, this is the song that's just sort of dropped in my spirit. Amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Because here I am to worship Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, so highly exalted, Glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created. All for love's sake became poor. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Because here I am to worship Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank and praise the Lord today just for that song. Amen. Because the Lord truly is altogether lovely. He's altogether worthy. And he's altogether wonderful. Amen. And so our scripture is coming from Solomon, chapter 5, the book of the Song of Songs, verses 9 through 16. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, What is thy beloved more than another beloved, O thou fairest among women? What is thy beloved more than another beloved, that thou dost so charge us? My beloved is white and ruddy, the chiefest among 10,000. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy and black as a raven. His eyes are as the eyes of doves by the rivers of water, washed with milk and fitly set. His cheeks are as a bed of spices as sweet flowers. His lips like lilies, dropping sweet-smelling myrrh. His hands are as gold rings, set with the burl. His belly is as bright ivory overlaid with sapphires. His legs are as pillows of marble, 
set upon sockets of fine gold. His countenance is as Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet. Yea, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. As we look at these verses and as we close out this fifth chapter of Solomon, you know, we see that uh, finishing um, yesterday with verse 8 and looking at today's starting out with verse 9, this is a conversation, you know, between um, a woman and the daughters of Jerusalem. You know, here it is. She's pleading with the daughters uh, where she asks them to help her to find her lover. And so the daughters are asking her a question. You know, you know, why a woman? You know, why are you so intense in your search for this man? See, they knew that there were other suitors that she could find. So they, like many of us, you know, we would say, how is your beloved? You know, what makes him so much better than any others that you command us, you know? And so guess what? This gives her the opportunity, here it is, a woman, that can now describe her lover's uniqueness. She can share about his handsome qualities. And then at the end of this particular poem that is so descriptive, I mean, it gives things detail by detail. You know, she now, again, she turns to her women friends and she lets them know, this is my lover. This is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. So when we look at this, even in a spiritual sign, you know, even the very first verse that we're looking at, verse 9, it talks about, O thou fairest among women. You know, the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, he makes us truly who are his spouse. You know, he makes us amiable, not only in his eyes, but guess what? He makes us look good even in the eyes of all the daughters of Jerusalem. See, the church today is the most excellent society in the world, bottom line. It really is. The saints, the communion that we have is the best communion. The beauty of the sanctuary, there is none that is like it. And so we that are believers in Jesus Christ, we are those people that are the most excellent people. Now, that's not to say that we are excellent in all of our natural ways, but in our heart towards God, loving him, looking to him, it makes us most excellent. And so, again, we heard that question. Here it is. These daughters were saying, what is thy beloved more than another beloved? I mean, they're saying, why are you so passionate and in inquiring after him more than all the others? You know, nobody else is inquiring after their man like you. So why should you be so set out on him like than of anybody else? I mean, you are so fine. You are one of the most beautiful women. You need to forget all about him. That's literally what they're saying. You know, back in the day, we used to always say there are more fish in the sea. <laughs> and so there, there to them, you know, there's more fish in the same that are of an equal flame that's just as loving as what you are saying here. But what I saw in this is that people that have carnal hearts, they can't even begin to see the excellence in, the, in, the, in our Lord and in our Savior. You see, they see him as an ordinary person. But we recognize the extraordinariness in him. See, we understand his person. We understand his offices. We understand the doctrine of his teachings. You know, we have received his favor, and there is none other that is like him. There, none can even compare with him. And because we've had sweet communion with him and we glean and we gain so much knowledge from him in his word, it is so much greater. It is so much better. But the world will never understand that because they're caught up in just that, the world. And so here it is. They're wondering about, you know, wondering why is she charging them concerning her beloved. You know, but guess what? This tells us 
that you and I should always be ready to instruct and to assist those that are inquiring about Jesus. See, here comes where we are to walk the, the walk of an evangelist. Every individual that is called a believer in Jesus Christ is called to be an evangelist because somebody is walking around wondering what makes your Savior the one in whom you believe so much greater than who I believe in. You know, what makes him so different than from Buddha, Confucius, Mohammed, his Savior? That's an open door to share the love of Jesus Christ and to share the gospel with those that don't know him. And so what follows here, when we look at verses 10 to 16, in the, in, in the natural side, we see a physical portrait, you know, of this man here. And so, you know, it's a description of a male body. And because of the material elements that's used to describe his features, we see gold, there's some polished ivory, we see pillars of marble, we see cedars. This is portraying one of a royal stature. See, this is just not any ordinary person, not an ordinary man, but this is royalty in its finest. And so the description, she's very detailed. You know, she talks about him from his head all the way down to his legs. My goodness. I mean, she has looked him up and down. And so she brings about an assurance that, you know, uh, um, there is no imperfections and there is no one that can be compared to him. His work is unparalleled, you see. And so here is a woman who is emphasizing what makes him, her lover, her boo so unique. In verse 10, she talks about him being radiant, him being ruddy, outstanding among 10,000. See, the reference to his radiance you know, is the light, those light and those precious metals, you know, is being used to describe him, you know, giving off a glow, a healthy glow, you know. And then when you think about the ruddiness, um, you know, that is dealing with his complexion, it's indicating that he's attractive. You know, he's in good health. There's nothing sickly about him. Even David, if you go back, if you remember, he was described in a similar manner. It was talking about, you know, how good that he looked, even over in uh, 1 Samuel. I mean, here it is. This woman is describing the the lover of her soul as the chiefest among 10,000. He was most outstanding. He stood over the rest. And so he's portrayed in a royal appearance. His head is a pure gold in verse 11. And not only that, but at the end of the poem, it says that his legs are pillars of marble set on bases of pure gold. And so from head to toe, this king is made of pure gold. Even in verse 11, it talks about his hair. His hair was bushy. You know, it was wavy. It was curly. And then the color of it was black as a raven. And did you know that the word for black, is the same word that even this woman used to describe her own complexion over in the first chapter. And black, uh, when I went back to look to see what black really stands for, it was meaning youthful. So when they talk about black, that's talking about someone that's healthy, someone that has a youthful, you know, uh, vigor, vitality. And then over in verse 12, we see where she's now talking about his eyes. She says they're like doves by the water streams, washed in milk. These are, are mounted like jewels. She's describing and comparing his eyes to doves. She says washed in milk. And what I could think of here is dealing with, you know, his eyes. You know how we have the, the white of our eyes. And sometimes because of tiredness or whatever we're doing, you know, our eyes are not bright white. They can be blood streaked. There are some people that that's eyes are, are sort of yellowish. You know? And so she's talking about the whiteness I can see of his eyes. And then there's a reference to his cheeks uh, in verse 13. This could even be, you know, back in the day, they, the men, uh, most of them wore beards. And so if this is reflecting and looking even on the beard there, it, it, his beard was like beds of spice. But whether she's talking about his cheeks in general or the beard that grew upon the cheeks, the emphasis is on the smell. 
rather than the appearance. Oh, my goodness, such a, 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 a smell. You know, the other day I was looking uh, in the Dollar General store and they, they were showing all the body shampoos and body colognes. And you remember back in the day men wore allspikes. There was something about that smell that men wore with allspikes. I don't know how many of you all remember that, but it was a big thing, you know, all spikes. So when it talks about him here, his cheeks were like beds of spikes. And then in verse 14, she says that his belly is like polished ivory decorated with sapphires. You know, the word for belly uh, in the King James Version is seen as the abdomen in the Amplified. And really what this word uh, is referring to is the internal organs. But the context here is referring also to the external part of the man's body, the lower part of his body. You know, may even be talking about his private part. And so here we are looking at the natural side that shows us and and reveals to us the spiritual side of what the word is saying to us today. And so the description ends in verse 16, giving praise to the mouth. Here we talked about the lips in verse 13. In verse 16, it deals with the mouth. And this is a reference that we can look at as most likely this man's speech. His speech was sweet. (laughs) And so she's praising the sweetness of the words that flowed from his mouth. My, my, my. Here it is. You've got two lovers that are engaged in in communication, nothing greater than sweet communication between two who care for one another. And all throughout this book, we see this dialogue between them. And the speech here is the element that establishes and sustains their relationship. Do you know that even in life today, what develops strong relationships are, uh, are individuals' ability to communicate with one another? A husband and wife who can't talk to one another have no real relationship. They're just occupying space. See, you've got to be able to talk to one another. You've got to be able to have conversation that you can enjoy, you know, a conversation that can challenge you. You know, one will say something, cause the other to think. You know, conversation that brings about laughter. You know, so much conversation that brings about growth, edification enlightenment, empowerment, you know, enjoyment. And that's what they experienced here. And so this male is really the picture of physical manhood. He's royal. You know, he's tall. She she describes him as his appearance like Lebanon, like cedars. You know, the cedar tree is a very tall tree. And then she talks about him being ruddy. You know, that's darkness, probably because he's being out in the sun. But also, you know, he's radiant. He's attractive. She talks about his legs being pillars of marble. This man was strong. And then on top of that, he just smelled good. You know, it's amazing. Tall, dark, and handsome, and then smelling good on top of that. That's, That's a combination, you know. And so here it is. She's using exotic royal language to represent her lover, and then she's declaring you know him as hers. Isn't that something? You know, nobody else is like him. He's outstanding among 10,000. And so she claims him as her sole possession. She tells her friends, this is my lover. This is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. You know, this is an expression here, you know, of equality and, and mutual respect. And so as we look at this, you know, in the spiritual perspective, You know, when we think about the glory of God, it's divine. Everything in Jesus as our mediator makes him lovely in our eyes. You see, uh, those that have been enlightened, those that discern spiritual things will see him as the most beautiful being that could ever be. See, in him, we behold the beauty of the Lord. That is what his fairness is, his love to us. It shows him lovely. He's even white, you know, in the spotless, meaning innocence in his life, ruddy in the the blood suffering. See, he went through so much at his death. And then that glory, white in his glory as God. 
We think about even that time when he was transfigured. His raiment was white as the light. And again, when we think about ruddy, we're thinking about even assuming the nature of man, looking at Adam coming from the earth, white with that tenderness that he has toward us, his people. But he's also ruddy in his appearance uh, against those uh, uh, that are haters, against his enemies. But you know what? His complexion is a beautiful complexion. It's a happy complexion. And then when we think about it, you know, he has that loveliness in him, which is not to be found in anybody else. He's the chief among 10,000. He is fairer than all of the children of me. You know, there is not one that can even compare to him. Even the word lets us know that everything else is to be counted lost and dumb in comparison to him. He's higher than all the kings of the earth. And guess what? Even his name, my, 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 the name of Jesus, is higher and above every name. There is no other name that we can be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. And so here it is, this woman, she's given particular details even now about his accomplishments. You know, there were 10 instances that she uses to to give about his, his beauty. See, he is both great and he's gracious. And so this made him lovely, and it makes him lovely in our eyes as believers. And he himself makes us happy. My, my, my. You know, and so one, we looked at his head. This is one of the, the, the descriptions that she gives to show off his beauty. You know, it's made of fine gold. The head of Christ is God in whom dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Secondly, the locks, bushy and black. See, it's not black with the, with the church, which the, which the church literally compares herself, but black as a raven. That blackness is his beauty. See, Christ's hair is represented as white over in Revelation, you know, and so this represents his eternity. He's the ancient of days, but here it's as black and bushy representing that he's ever young. In, in Christ, ain't no decay in him. There is nothing about him that, that goes old, nothing whatsoever. And then thirdly, you know, she talked about his eyes. She described his eyes as the eyes of doves, fair and clear, by the rivers of water, washed with milk, making them white, fitly set. His eyes are not bulging and they ain't sunken. My, my, my. He's got pure eyes. And guess what? Blessed are we that walk always under the eye of the Lord. His eye is upon us. He's forever watching over us. My, my, my. He sees everything. Nothing gets by him. He don't miss a beat. And then fourthly, we see the cheeks. His cheeks. We Remember we talked about the, the bed of spices. This is the beauty and the wealth. You know, they're sweet like flowers. It talks about here in verse 13. See, Jesus to our soul. He causes a revival to take place on the inside of us. You know, to our soul, he's refreshing. He's fragrant. And the smell is above any of the finest perfumes that we could ever find. You know, and and there's no one that loves fine perfumes more than me. I love perfumes, you know, but it's got to be certain perfumes. There's something about fine perfumes. Something about some of the, the richest flowers. I used to love to smell fresh magnolias. And I had a friend that would make centerpieces. And that smell of that magnolia would go all through her dining room. I'm telling you, it was something. But his fragrance is much greater than that. And then number five, she talks about his lips being like lilies, sweet and pleasant. Here I see this as the word of the Lord, the words that comes forth, you know, that are sweet. And even a, a, a child of God, man, men and women of God that are sanctified, the words that proceed out of their mouths is sweet. See, the word of God is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. All of our communications are of his grace. And he pours his grace through his word, through, out of his lips, out of his mouth upon us. And, you know, there are many today that sit back when they hear the word of God. 
And when they see men and women that came from nothing, but out of their mouth comes forth great wisdom and knowledge, they sit back, but sometimes with their mouth wide open, wondering and looking, my, my, look at the mighty works of God. See, those out of God's lips are as lilies dropping sweet-smelling myrrh. And then she talked about, number six, his hands. You know, the hands were as gold rings set with the burl, a precious stone over in verse 14. There are many that had hands that we, that we look about when we go back and study. Their hands were always adorned with gold rings on their fingers. You see, even those that were emperors and those that sat on the throne, you know, they had a signet ring that they wore. And so many in high places, you know, wore diamonds and precious stones. But here in this woman's eye, his hands were as them, I mean, just, not just a ring, not just a ring. We're talking about his entire hands were as gold rings. And this is representing his power, the works of his hands, the performances of, of his uh, uh, grace. Everything about him was rich. It was pure. It was precious like gold like all of the, the precious gems, the unks, the sapphires, everything fit to a purpose. They were designed like gold rings to a finger, and they were beautiful. See, his hands were stretched forth to both receive his people and to give unto us. Hallelujah. That's what you call beautiful. That's what you call wonderful. Hallelujah. That causes me to rejoice on today. And number seven, she talked about his belly. Here is the vows, you know, that are described as a bright ivory. This is describing a crisis, tender compassion and affection that he has for his spouse. You know, we are the love of his life. We are the apple of his eye. And no, even when we have a jacked up state of mind, he still loves us, you know, because our standing with him is perfect. And so the love, this kind of love that he has is like a bright ivory. It's finely polished, and guess what? It's richly overlaid with sapphires. That love is strong. It's firm. It ain't shaky like man's love today. Everybody say they love you today. You know, you can meet somebody on the street and they'll say, I love you, you know. But that love is flaky love. But the love that God has, the compassion that he has for us is strong. It's bright. It sparkles. And then number eight, we talk, you know, we see the, the legs that I've talked about here being pillars of marble. They're strong, you know, set on sockets of fine gold in verse 15. This is showing and telling us that in him is stability. In him we can be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. And so where he sets his feet, he fixes things. Every place that your feet trade, God said, I'll give you the land. I truly believe that. As we move out of 2016 and go into 2017, God is preparing to give us the land. He's preparing to allow us to tread on places that we've never tread on before, and we shall conquer all. Hallelujah. And the wonderful thing about this here when we look at the legs, that's bearing such strength. You know, Jesus himself took on the weight of the government. It was upon his shoulders. And his legs, they'll never fail under him. No matter how heavy things become, he'll never buckle. He'll never fail. Hallelujah. And then number nine, we see his countenance is described as Lebanon. You know, his aspect here is beautiful. It's charming. Excellent when you think about cedars. They are created excellently. Great height. They're strong. And so they literally are said to excel every other tree. It's an excellent tree. And so Christ himself is excellent. See, and the more we look upon him, the more beauty that we can see in him. We can see uh, uh, how excellent he is. I just thank you, Holy Ghost. What's that the song that says, how excellent is thy name, O Lord? How excellent, hallelujah, uh, is our Lord. And then lastly, number 10, his mouth is so sweet. It's sweetness all by itself. The words that proceeds out of his mouth, they are sweet to us as believers, sweet as milk to babes, you know, those that, that they find that milk agreeable, and as honey to those of us that are grown up, 
You know, to us, it's delicious, and we're still growing up. We never get grown. Hallelujah. I'm still growing up. See, it's precious to us. And so the Lord Jesus, he is altogether lovely. And that's why that song came to my very soul on today. He is altogether lovely. He's altogether wonderful. And you and I will never know how much it costs. Hallelujah. But we know that he died and he shed his blood on Calvary's cross for us. And so that's why this morning we're here to worship him. We're here to bow down. And we are here to say that he's our God, that he is altogether lovely. We see a full assurance as we close this morning. As she said to her friends, this is my beloved. This is my friend. I mean, she took on a holy boldness. (laughs) You know, that's lovely. To be able to see Christ as ours, you know, and to know that we are his, is nothing greater than that. And to be able to declare that with a boldness, not being ashamed, not being afraid. See, saying that, you know, that is my friend. There is nothing greater than having a real friend. We got a lot of flaky friends out here, people that say they're friends, but they're not. But there is no friend like Jesus. He's the greatest friend that will be there with you through the thick and through the thin. He loves those that love him. And those that have him, their friend, I'm telling you, there is something wonderful that goes on in their lives because there's nothing greater than having Jesus Christ on the inside, one that will walk beside you, one that will lead you and guide you and certainly has your back at all times. Hallelujah. And so this is why we can say truly, it is for God we live. We desire to live for him, and we have to be willing to also die for him. He died for us. And so we die for him each and every day. We die to ourselves. We die to our will. We die to our wants. We die to our desires because he's our friend. Hallelujah. He's our Savior. He's our lover. He's our companion. He is our all in all. Whatever it is that you need him to be, he is. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that this particular uh, chapter here in Solomon, the Song of Songs, have been a blessing to you this week as it has been for me. It has certainly been enlightening. Um, There has been so much that I have gathered um, from this particular chapter, things that, um, you know, that is normally not shown or not seen um, in these verses of Scripture. And so I pray that you will continue with us as we continue to go through Solomon, finishing out Solomon um, this week to close out this year. What greater way to close out the year than talking about the lover of our soul. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, at this time, we are going to get ready to take on any uh, prayer requests. And then at the end, we're going to have a little bit, we may have a little time to have an open discussion. Um, But I'm going to take any prayer requests if there are any on this morning. If not, I'm just going to cover our line um, for today and everyone that is here. Amen. Amen. Are there any prayer requests this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, to God be the glory. Amen, amen. Well, we want to thank God um, for everyone that is here. And I'm just going to ask that you would join with me in prayer just a few moments. Um, And we're going to pray um, according to however the Holy Spirit leads us on today. Um, Amen. And God knows every individual, every person, every name, one by one, name by name. So even if I don't call a name, God already knows. Hallelujah, and he's already working everything out in our favor. Amen. Hallelujah. So I ask that you would join with me just a moment in prayer. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you this morning. We glorify you today, O God. We magnify you just for who you are on this wonderful day that you have made. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to wake up to see a day we've never seen before. We thank you today, O God, for the activities of our limbs. We thank you today, O God, for just being able to have our senses on today where we can see, we can hear, we can smell, we can touch, we can taste. We thank you today even for our right mind on today. 
We give you praise, oh God, that we could have even gotten a call in the middle of the night to say that we've lost a loved one or something has gone wrong or someone is missing. But, Lord, we thank you that our family circle is still intact. God, we thank you this morning that we're able to wave our hand to you just to say thank you for allowing us to be again in the land of the living. And so, Father, right now, oh, God, we ask that you would forgive us of all of our faults, our failures, all of our shortcomings, our times that we've been slowful, the times that we've been slack. God, we ask that you would forgive us. We repent today. We repent for the times that we fail to, to get up to pray. We ask that you would forgive us. We repent of the times that we fail to thank you for bringing us throughout the day. We ask right now, oh God, that you forgive us for not being loving and being kind uh, all the time. We ask that you would forgive us today for having speaking idle words, speaking things that might have been right but with a wrong, nasty attitude. Father, forgive us today. Create in us that clean heart. Renew in us the right spirit. Help us today, oh God, to have a tender heart like Jesus to be compassionate as he was, and to be loving as he still remains to be, even to us. And, Father, we ask that you would help us to have the mind of Christ today. Help us today, O oh God, that our hearts will be knitted to his heart and our minds will be melted to his mind, that we will speak the words that he speaks, that we will love everything that you love and we will hate everything that you hate. And, Father, today we ask right now, that you would help us, that we will walk with a spirit of forgiveness, knowing that unforgiveness will bring about other things in our lives. And those things will cause you to close up your ears, to not be inclined to even hear our prayers. And so, Father, let not our prayers this day be hindered because of any unforgiveness. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would stir up the faith that we need on the inside to believe that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Father, we ask that you would bless us, that our faith will be activated right now and that it will become ignited, that we will believe you, that you will cause a shaking in the land. And so, Father, right now, we lift up every individual that is a part of this morning matter broadcast. We lift up every man, every woman. We lift up every young person, every family. We lift up every ministry leader. We lift up every church house that is represented on this call today. We thank you for every person that have dialed into the studio. We thank you for every individual that has logged onto the chat room and into the, the chat room and on the Internet. We thank you for every individual that is listening to the archives. We thank you for every family unit on today. And so, Father, we ask right now that you would bless those that are here that have come this day standing in the gap on behalf of a loved one, on behalf of a family member, a friend, on behalf of a co-member, a co colleague, on behalf of a church member. We ask right now, oh God, that you would strengthen those, that you would meet the needs of every individual that is standing in the gap on behalf of their churches, their pastors, their first families, on behalf of the body of Christ. We ask right now that you would touch the lives of every individual that is here, that is standing in the gap on behalf of their city, their state, on behalf of their country as a whole. Father, we thank you for every person that is standing in the gap for husbands and wives, for children as a whole, for family units today. Father, we thank you for the grandparents that are here standing in the gap on behalf of their grandchildren and their great grand. We thank you for those that are here today standing in the gap on behalf of adopted families, foster families, blended families. We thank you today, oh God, for those that are here this morning that are standing in the gap for their places of employment, for their supervisors, their managers, their directors. We thank you for those that are standing in the gap today for their businesses and for those in whom they know who are entrepreneurs on today. We thank you for those that are standing in the gap, crying out for the creative ideas, the witty inventions, that are standing in the gap, praying for those that have already invented things but are now just waiting for it to be approved and that it will be set out, that it will cause monies to come into their hands. We thank you today, oh God, 
for the intercessors that have risen up early this morning, that have gotten up out of the comfort of their beds, that have come away from the warmth up underneath of the covers, that are bowing themselves, that are prostrate before you, that are standing in the gap, that are on their posts on the wall today. Hallelujah. Yeah, that are standing in the gap today, oh, God, for people. Father, we thank you right now. We stand today, oh, God, touching and agreeing by faith, touching, oh, God, thanking thanking you this morning for you being in our midst. For you said that where you two or three are gathered together, you're in the midst. And so we thank you that you're here with us on today. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you to move right now as only you can. Move through the airways at this very moment. Move through the corridors of every home. Move through the corridors of every nursing home, every hospital, every institution, every mental institution, every prison wall. Move today throughout every street, every corner, every boulevard. Move today under every bridge. Move today in every place, every space, every crevice, every crack, and every corner. Oh, God, move. Hallelujah. Do what only you can do. Father, you know the needs that need to be met. And so, Father, we ask that you would bring down every high mountain, that you would bring down every crooked thing, that you would straighten out everything that needs to be straightened out on today. And, Father, we ask right now that you would bless those, oh, God, whose homes are being torn, homes that are being tattered, minds that are being destroyed. Father, we ask that you would bless right now that you would regulate minds on this morning, that soul that feels like giving up, throwing in the towel, taking their very life. Father, right now, we ask that you would cause that mind to become whole, that you would bring about a healing in the mind on today. Father, we speak divine healing on this morning, and by faith we touch the hem of your garment. We decree and we do declare this day that every body that is being twixed and being torn and being shattered with pain and discomfort, Father, that you are bringing about a healing virtue. Let your healing balm flow this morning, oh God, from the soles, the very top of one's head to the soles of their very feet on this morning. God, we ask that you would Move throughout every ligament, every joint, every muscle, through the blood vessels. Move through the heart, through the lungs, through the stomach, in the belly, the innermost parts of the body. Oh, God, today, move through the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the throat. Move, oh, God, in the inner cavity of the chest wall. Move today, oh, God, in the back, through the spine. Move today, oh God, in the shoulders, the arms, and the wrists. Move today, oh God, the arthritic pain and the discomfort, oh God, of what arthritis brings about, the fibromyalgia. Oh God, move today. Oh God, touch your people like never before. Let your healing waters begin to flow on today. Bring about a total overall sense of well-being. Oh, God, move through the lungs. Open up the breathing passages today. Remove the discomfort. Remove the excess swelling. Remove the unnecessary fluid. Remove it today, oh, God. Remove lesions. Tear down cancer right now to the very root. Remove growths, oh, God. Every abnormality, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Bring down every elevated blood sugar level, hypertension. Bring it down today, oh, God, that high blood pressure. Let, allow every element within the body to line up with your word and that everything be within normal limits. God confound the works even of doctors that they will have to say truly there is a God. Hallelujah. And so, Father, right now we thank you that you're moving in the lives of your people, that you are touching individuals on this very moment, at this very moment that we are praying, oh, God, somebody whose body was racked in pain that was twisted is now straightening out their body. Someone that was that was maimed, somebody that was deformed, their legs are straightening out, their hands are straightening out, their arms, they're able to lift that arm that was brought in due to a stroke. God, we thank you today, oh, God. 
Oh, God, get your healing on today. That stroke victim, oh, that one that suffers with Bell's palsy, that has the twisting in the face, the twisting of the mouth, the lips. God, that you are bringing about a straightening in their face even right now. Hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you right now, God that that one that was losing sight in their eyes, that their vision is coming clearer and clearer, that they'll have that 2020 vision. God, we thank you today. Father, we bless your name on this morning. Now, Father, we lift up every household, those that are struggling financially, those that can barely make ends meet. They're wondering how they're going to pay their light bill. They're trying to think what are they going to do. The first of the month is almost upon them, not even sure how they're going to pay their rent, their mortgage. They don't know how they're going to pay their car. Worrying, concerned that their things are going to be repossessed. God, you're able to make a way. Hallelujah. Make a way for them today, oh God. Open up the new doors. Open up clearer passageways, oh God. Show them clearly which way to go. We thank you right now for new jobs, for elevated positions, for created positions right now. We thank you, oh God, that where there was about to become a pink slip, that that supervisor has changed their mind and created a position just for them. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for you moving even behind the prison walls. There are some that are waiting court cases. They're waiting their trials. They're waiting for their sentencing. And so, Father, right now, we ask that you would touch their hearts, comfort their hearts, give them faith to believe you, oh God, this day. Father, we ask that you would bless every attorney, every judge right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them make not one sentence that is not ordained by you, that is not orchestrated by you. And, Father, for those that will have to go behind those bars, let there be a cleaning up time. Let it be a time that they will begin to sit and to meditate upon you, to look upon the actions of their deeds and begin to recognize taking responsibility for their own actions. And, Father, allow them to have that Damascus Road experience. Cause them to be able to lie prostrate before you, crying out, Lord, what must I do to be saved? God, we thank you right now for you saving the lost today. Save, oh God, help us to lift up the name of Jesus, that men and women will come to know you as their Lord and as their Savior. And so we thank you today. We thank you right now for those that are part of this broadcast. We thank you for the Scott family today, oh God. We thank you for the Blackwell family. We thank you for the Brown family, the Baker family, the Banks family. We thank you for the Kemp family today. We thank you for the White family. We thank you right now, oh God, for all of those that are part of us, that are many that are not here, oh God, physically, but they are with us in spirit. We know that they're praying. And so, Father, we ask that you would meet their needs on today. Father, we continue to lift up even Minister Carla's sister, God. We ask that you would continue to heal her body and touch her on today. Continue to bless, oh God, our mothers on today, Mother Kemp, uh, Mother Baker, Mother Bridges. We ask that you continue to bless Mother Blackwell. Uh, oh, God, Mother Baker on today. Continue to bless Mother God and Mother Bonner, oh, God. All of the first ladies, oh, God, all of the bishops and the apostles, all of the prophets and the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Oh, God, we ask that you would strengthen today. Lord, I lift up first families to you today. Often we pray for the pastors, but many times the first families are left behind. And so today, oh God, we ask that you will strengthen every first family, that wife or that husband, oh God, that supports that man or that woman in leadership. God, we ask that you will strengthen them today. Let them know that they're not left out. Bless the children, oh God. Bless that they will live holy, that they will walk upright. Bless them, oh God. See that their needs today are met according to your riches and glory. And, Father, we thank you for everyone that is in leadership role on today. We thank you for every spiritual mother, every spiritual father, those that have poured into our lives down through the years. We thank you right now. Father, I lift up Bishop Fontaine to you today. I ask that you will strengthen her today. And all of those that are even celebrating life today, a new day, a new life, celebrating their birthdays, God, we ask that you would strengthen them on today. Now, Father, we ask that you will comfort the bereaved those as they prepare to bury their loved ones. Feel that empty space. Feel that voided spot with your presence. Give them joy for laughter, uh, for sorrow today, oh God. Let them begin to laugh. Let them begin to praise you. Let them begin to worship you on today. Let them begin to see you high and lifted up. 
And, Father, let them only be surrounded by people that will give words of hope, words that will lift them and not bring them down. Father, we thank you right now for families that have come together for this holiday season. Let it be a time of reconciliation. Reconcile broken relationships today. Heal broken marriages today. Heal shattered relationships today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you will heal our country. Heal this nation today, God. Help us to be a people that will fall on our knees and that will pray and that will seek your face. Father, we ask that you would bless, oh God. Turn everything that has been bad, turn it into good. Allow, oh God, this nation to see you, oh God. Father, we lift up President-elect Trump. We thank you for him, oh God. You, he, you have him here that's in place. And, Father, we ask that you would do the work that you have called him to do. And, Father, we ask that you would bless him, oh God, that he will do exactly what he has been instructed to do by you and none of Father, we ask that you would turn his heart that he will be completely turned to you, O God, and that on the inside that he will hear only your voice, not even that of his own, but your voice, O God, let him hear clearly and distinctively. And, Father, help us to be a people that will pray for those who have rule over us, that we will pray for those that sit in high places, that we will pray for those who are in leadership, that we will not sit back and complain, murmur, but we will be a people that will see you that we will seek your face, and that we will stand in the gap. And so, Father, we thank you today. We give you praise. We give you glory. We do give you honor. Now, Father, as we prepare to leave off this line, we cover this line right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over every life that is here on today. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, over our hearts. We plead the blood of Jesus over our possessions, over our homes, over our families, over our children, over our cars, over our businesses, our ministries. We plead the blood of Jesus today, oh God, over everything in our life. Cover us with hyssop today, oh God. Cover us today, God. Shield us. Keep us from hurt, harm, or danger. Shield us, oh God, from the things that lurk, looking to prey upon us. Help us today, oh God, to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Help us to have a mouth that will speak only words that will edify, build up, and not tear down. Help us, oh God, to have a heart full of compassion and passion that loves all in spite of. And Father, we thank you. We thank you now, oh God. We thank you right now, oh God. We give you praise. We give you glory for this time of being able to sit to read your word, to study, to meditate on your word, and to spend time in your presence through the power of prayer. We thank you for those who love prayer, that enjoys supping with you at your table, and who enjoy communing with you. Now, Father, we ask right now that if there's anything that I failed on this particular day to ask for, I ask that you fail not to grant it. Meet every need today. You know the needs. You know the names. All the names that we call out each and every day, each and every week, we ask that you would meet their needs today. Do for them what only you can do. And we thank you. We believe that it is so and that it shall be done. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. What a mighty God we serve. I mean, we serve an awesome God. Amen. Amen. And so at this time, I'm going to ask if there is anyone that may have a praise report, if there's anyone that might have a song, um, you may have a comment uh, about all that we have studied thus far in this fifth chapter, Uh, whatever the Lord has laid upon your heart. We're going to open up the line for you at this particular time so that you can share. Amen. We love being able to hear from you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if there is no comments, (laughs) hallelujah, it's quiet here on the line, but we do thank and praise the Lord for those of you that are here. Again, we do understand that there are several that are out on today, some that are trying to be able to tune in, but we know that many that can't tune in uh, on the morning, they do come back and they listen on the archives. So we want to just thank God for all of you on today. It's a wonderful, wonderful day, a great day um, to be in the Lord, a great day 
to be alive in the land of the living. And so we want to thank God for each and every one of you in your presence being here with us on today. Without you, this would not be in place. This would not be happening on today because we certainly could have been doing anything else. Uh, But we thank God just for being able to get up early in the morning and to have this sweet fellowship in this time together. We do pray that you will be able to join us as we are determined, we have made a qualified decision that we're going to finish this year out strong no matter what. We are going forth in the name of the Lord. And so we ask that you would invite others to join us back here in the morning, same time, same station, 6 o'clock a.m. right here on the Talk Shoe radio line. Amen. And uh, we are hoping and looking forward for those of you that can continue with us throughout the week, even including on New Year's Eve. Amen. Amen. And so if all hearts and minds are clear, if there are no other um, praise reports on today, we are going to close out with our benediction scripture. That is coming from Jude, verse 24 and 25. And it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. On behalf of all of us here on the Morning Manor to Live by Radio broadcast, being brought to you by the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, I want to wish each and every one of you a wonderful, glorious Tuesday. Remember that today is Beloved Tuesday. Amen. Love on someone today and show them the love of Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful day and look forward to being back with you, Lord willing, in the morning. Amen and shalom. God bless you, evangelist. We love you on today. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you so much. God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much. You do the same. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, Father, we thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.